What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Common Sense, the podcast. Sorry for our longest delay of the year. We had our room hijacked for a little while, and then, you know, Biz goes to Omaha for a weekend, and shit goes haywire. 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 Anyways, welcome to the show. We got Mike Fallis here, one of my good friends. How's it going? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm really good. Really yeah? good. Yeah? Fresh out of Lubbock. Got yeah, him here just, on the yep, I was red eye. Yesterday, got back this afternoon, enough time to get a little work done and come up here. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming out to the show. Yeah, here. Cheers. Cheers. I hope all you industry people are tuning in and ready for this. You guys have been asking and asking for more industry people for my day job. You guys want more multifamily people here. So who better than to kick that off with this season than Mike? Well, thanks. Yeah, man. I think there's going to be a lot of people tuning in that are going to be I don't know. I, I probably could have done a better job. I mean, you're kind of a celebrity. It, but I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't sure exactly what to expect or what I was going to get into. So I just, you know, huh. I didn't, like, really throw it out, out there hard because I, who knows what me you're going to get. You didn't put, you know? like, banner on apartments.com <laughs> no. and everything out there no. for us? All right. Next all time right. I'll have Jeff Goldblum give us a... a a, a little bit of marketing for us. All right, so, yeah. that'll work. We, yeah. we, we can work towards that. Well, for those of you who don't know, Mike Falls, he's a regional VP for apartments.com. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your uh, background and where, where you're from and sure. how was, you got into multifamily? Okay, well, I mean, how much time do we have? Well, we got time. We okay. got about an hour and a half, but we're going to go a little a longer. A little background since we on me. Got... Born in Houston, raised there until I was about 12. My mom got remarried. We moved to Indiana. Uh, I, you know, Indiana was fine. Um, whoa, 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 it was. Do you put noodles in your chili? No. All right. No, Just no, had to make no, sure. No, no. So All I was right. there for what six years. That's where I graduated high school. As soon as I got out of high school, I was back in Texas. Went to Stephen F. Austin uh, down in Nacogdoches for about, SFA for about, guy. For right. about eight years, and I uh, finally graduated. So uh, then I moved to Dallas and started working for a. Well, I was waiting tables and bartending, of course, and then I waited tables on... I can see you being a bartender. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what, that was a great experience, and I've hired a lot of pet former waiters and bartenders because they're, they're great at multitasking, and uh, they obviously know how to talk to people. So right. uh, if you do that, you have, a, you have a clear path to sales, in my opinion, if you can do that well. Um, but anyway, I got off on that tangent, but... Uh, oh yeah, I was bartending and waiting tables and at Uncle Julio's at uh, the Tollway in Keller Springs back when it first opened. Nice. So I don't even want to tell you what that year was at, or even about where, where it was. But anyway, I waited tables on some uh, a group of girls from office and uh, they were from their own office, you know. And so uh, I started talking to one of them and I actually ended up realizing I knew another one that we actually worked together in college when I was a bartender and waiter in college. Okay. So... Anyway, long story short, she got me an interview. I started working for this advertising agency. It was called the Forbes Group. Um, and I did that for about four years, and that kind of got me into sales, uh, pitching new business and stuff like that. And then I happened to be at the Byron Nelson Golf Tournament. I don't know. This is in the mid-'90s, like when Tiger Woods was, was going hot, and Byron Nelson was, was a, the place to be on a, Friday, on a Friday afternoon. To go see Tiger. Yeah, and then just be in the pavilion and that whole scene. Yeah. So um, anyway, I ran into this girl that I knew from a girl that I worked with, and she was there with her, with her company, her boss. She actually worked for Apartment Guide. Her name is Shannon Cleveland. She's still in the business. So yeah. uh, Precision Leasing, I believe, is where she is. But 
Anyway, uh, I, she was there with her bosses, and I just started hanging out with those guys. And next thing I know, like two weeks later, she calls me. She's like, you want to interview for this job with an apartment guy? And so I interviewed, and that's how I got in the apartment business. And uh, you've been stuck ever since. Yeah, so I did the apartment guide for four or five years, and I went to Apartment Finder uh, in 2003. And then um, I, I really co-star bought us in two, uh, eight years ago. 2015, is that eight years ago? And uh, that's how I got with Apartments.com. So CoStar okay. ends us, and here I am. Awesome. How, yeah. how has your job evolved from that? Like, what did you start out doing with them? Just sales pitching into what you do now? Yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, what I did before, I, when I was with Apartment Guide, yeah. I was a sales rep. I called on properties, and I still see, this is, so I, this is my, I'm, this summer will be 24 years in the industry. So awesome. 1999 is when I started with Apartment Guide. And uh, uh, I was just a rep, you know. And I, I saw a lot of managers and I got to know the business. And that's when I got involved in the Apartment Association, which, I, you know, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair talking to you. You wouldn't give a crap about me if, if I wasn't for the Apartment Association. You wouldn't even know me, probably. Right, we're in, the, we're in the same industry, but that's how we. Right, how we that's met. how we know each other is from the apartment yeah. Association. So uh, I got involved in the, the apartment association and and tried to go to all the events and meet as many people as I could, and uh, then I got a job as a, a sales manager for Apartment Finder, and then I I think it was a publisher because that was a book back in the day. Um, we were selling print print advertising, and so. Somewhere in that time period, we started to transition to more internet-based. Uh, anyway, anyway, so I've been in management for a long time, since probably 2003. And then uh, that was Apartments.com. I mean, that was a, a Apartment Finder. Then when CoStar bought us in 2015, I ended up, end up getting a job as Regional Vice President, which is I oversee all of Texas, pretty much every neighboring state except for New Mexico. And, you know, like... Wichita and Springfield, Illinois, Springfield, uh, Missouri. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's my. So, how, how, what all does Apartments.com do for those that aren't in the industry and don't know about Apartments.com? So, Apartments.com is where you want to list uh, any any open apartment or open single family home, even uh, if you want to lease it. So, Jeff Goldblum is our spokesperson. He goes by Brad Bellflower and. Uh, we do, you know, we do a ton, ton of marketing, um, but we're, we're marketing to people that want to rent an apartment. So that's where you want to list your open unit, your open house, whatever you have. Um, that's where you want to list it. Okay? We're, yeah. we're, doing, we're constantly doing advertising, um, reaching about 90, 95% of all American households. So um, that's where you want to list. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. these guys have some of the biggest booths and the coolest advertisements you see in our industry when you go to the trade shows or any of the big events. Yeah. Um, they're, they're one of the big players. And for they, sure. Yeah, and that's CoStar. I mean, when CoStar swooped up Apartments.com and then they bought uh, Apartment Finder and then a few years later that they bought For Rent, they scooped up all those former print publications and now ILSs. They scooped them up, most of them up. Um, and they co-star just stepped up the game, their game, and uh, they. I, at first, it was a very intimidating place to work. Honestly, I wasn't sure I was going to like it. Um, I didn't like it for a while, um, but they've changed with us, and they, they now that they understand multifamily, 
is even better. But they, the marketing budgets, what they spend, um, everything they do is just first class. And that's, yeah. that's just, that's it Co-Star. shows across yeah. the board. So, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to do a pitch for yeah. Coastar, but it's, yeah, they're just, a, yeah, it's a, it's a tough place to work. Uh, demand, they demand a lot, but I mean, if you, if you, you meet those demands and you have the expectations, you know what to expect, you know, things are going to change a lot. Yeah. You've got to just change your focus on a dime at any time. Um, if you can handle that, then it's good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. How, how influential do you think being involved in the AATC, AGD, TAA, all those different associations has been in your career? Oh my, it's, I mean, it's, it's, you know, made my career. I mean, it's, it's kind of why I'm, I'm in the position I'm in. Yeah. I mean, because I know a lot of people, um, and you know, you just, I hopefully have a, a good name in the industry, and uh, I think they want somebody in running Texas, which is their biggest, obviously their biggest state. The southwest region next to the southeast region is the biggest of our of our region. So it's, uh, I, you know, it's very important. The well, I'll say the you absolutely do because I know, <clears throat> excuse yeah. me, since I got involved, you know, this is my fifteenth year yeah. with Element and in multifamily, so. I know since I've got in, you're always somebody I've seen in the spotlight yeah. at any of the association stuff. I mean, yeah. you're, you've been on all the big committees. You've been involved. You're at almost every major event. Yeah. Um, you've been up on those boards. Um, very recognizable in the industry. So, I mean, uh-huh. I, I definitely recognize that. I mean, you were someone that I tried to see what you were doing as another sales guy, although we don't sell the same thing. Right, right. But seeing how you maneuvered through those events and stuff like that. And I honestly haven't put as enough time as I would like into those things in the past four or five years. Yeah. It's something I've got to get a little more involved with that I got so busy that that, that fell to well, the wayside. I mean, you got a podcast to run. Well, well I mean, you know, that's at night on my own time. But, I mean, yeah. like, they no, have so many meetings. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of stuff's not on your own time. Not yeah. A lot of stuff's at, at they night. They do stuff at night. Mm. Yeah. And my involvement, honestly, I was lucky because when I first started, I didn't have kids. Yeah. And um, I didn't mind. I was like, they're paying me to, to go out and party. Yeah. Uh, and to entertain and it, I was like blown away, you know, it was right. a lot of fun. I get to go golf. And yeah, fish I get to go and golf and then hang out at the bar afterwards. And um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I forgot what my point was, but um, what was it? What was I thought? It's a lot harder though. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the... because once I had kids and stuff like that, it, it was a lot harder to be at those events. And I, I'm not as, at as many as I used to be, but I go to a lot of, you know, I used to go to a lot of the AGDA, TC stuff, and um, the local stuff, and I do. I feel like I really do less of that than I do look things in other other markets. Like you know, yeah. um, like I just got back from Lubbock for the uh, Lubbock um, Lubbock Apartment Association golf tournament, and I'm going Thursday down to Houston for the Houston trade show. So I'm just kind of spread out now. But um, those events at night kind of can. Uh, get rough at, at times you know and takes a lot a lot from what you're doing they can, they can be taxing i mean yeah. to go out and have to do that like a lot of people from the outside looking in are like oh you get to go and drink from company dollar yeah, you yeah. Get to do this. there's a different level and standard you have to maintain oh, when yeah. you're doing that stuff yeah. and it's a lot of responsibility because you're always in the public eye 
Yeah, and you, you know, a lot of people have learned, learned lessons the hard way on, on that. I mean, <clears throat> and I, I can't say I didn't, haven't learned lessons too. Hopefully, thankfully, yeah. not the hard way, but kind of a hard way, you know? I mean, yeah. just, you have to learn, especially when you're younger, you have to learn how to play it cool and, and know, know your limits, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what what all you you get to travel a lot, so and you handle the surrounding states. What how has traveling changed or influenced your job over the over the last few years? Because I know you're doing more of that now. Yeah, um, I, I mean I travel. It, it's again, I, I most of my stuff's in Texas, so I'm a Southwest flight away from yeah. almost any any of my markets. When I go to those some of the smaller markets like uh like Southwest Arkansas or something like that, I'll have to. Fly American, but I'm at in Southwest. You know, Leftville is just so easy to get in and out. Yeah, it's just so and, and you know with with uh, clear and everything else, you can get through. You know, I'm I'm there 35 minutes before my flight typically. But right. It's not. It's not. The, my travel is not hard. Is what I was getting at. I mean, I'm I'm in I'm in maybe three cities this week, which is odd. I'm but more than I'm. Normal month, I'm in one city three, three times a, a, a month. You know, I travel three, yeah. three, four times a month. You know, it just depends. But it's not that bad. It's good. I mean, it's, and it's cool. I mean, it's Texas, and I love Texas. So it's just fun be, to be able to spend time in San Antonio and send, spend time in Austin and down in Houston. And then you go into smaller markets like Midland and Odessa and, and, and Lubbock. It's just a great way to see the state. Right. Know? And then surrounding states. And it's just it's cool if you go to... To Louisiana, how it's a lot so different, you know, it's just that, that close, but it's so different. Yeah. Um, and Oklahoma's great too. I mean, people are awesome up there. I enjoy going up there. So, it's I just like traveling where I travel. So it's it's cool. That's awesome. I, I couldn't pick a. I mean, I love my job. I couldn't pick pick a better job. I mean, it's just yeah. my territory, everything. It's just it's awesome. That's cool. I I feel the same way about the company I work for. You know, I get I get to go all over Texas. Um, Granted, we don't do as much on the regular basis. I mean, majority of our stuff's here in DFW. Occasionally, yeah. we have a satellite office out in uh, Phoenix that we open oh, up yeah. when our clients are running markets out there, and we're getting yeah. ready to open an office out in Atlanta. Oh, cool. So that's coming up that I'll have to travel out there a little yeah. bit more and help get that kicked off the ground. But yeah, there was a time I was uh, when I was with Apartment Finder, I, ha- I oversaw Atlanta uh, until CoStar bought us. And so I, I used to go to Atlanta all the time, and I loved it. So and it's the apartment association is awesome there, so it's it's good it's a good place to do business. That's sure. cool. Who who has been the most influential for you in the industry? Um, I would say it. Well, it's definitely Marsha Bollinger. Uh-huh. She was uh, my boss's boss and my boss's boss's boss. You know, okay. when I first started, um, then she you know over time she became my boss, and she's uh, she's been totally influential in my actual career and with my involvement in the apartment association. They all, they both go hand in hand, but, uh, Marsha was, she's the person she's, uh, if you know her, she's, um, blonde, bleach blonde hair, always happy, always in a good mood, always got a ton of energy. I'm sure that everyone has seen her at some yeah. point that's been in the industry. So that's Marsha. She's, like I said, just, progressing me and and uh mentoring me through throughout the years in in my job and we've really been together for almost this whole 24 years that i've been in the industry she, you know she's been way up there running the show at times and i've been lower on the rung but um i've 
worked with Marsha almost my entire career. Um, so she's done it all, and she's understood. She understands the apartment association and how how important that is as well. So, her her let me be able to do that, and let us being a company that always always supported the association was a big part of all all that for me personally. You know, yeah. I'm lucky that I was with a company that that would invest and and knew let you do those things. Yeah, yeah. The new was right to invest with, with the apartment association. So I've been blessed in that in that regard too. But Marsha's been hands down the best mentor for me awesome yep have you had any mentors outside of your company that that have been very influential or helped you along the way oh man i've had you know i have father and stepfather that were very you know influential in my life and and mentors that i've leaned on a lot until until each one of them passed away not you know pretty recently but um i mean john mitchell was with uh he ran the uh, Apartment Association in Tarrant County. Uh, I was I've been involved in them, with them for I don't know, uh, twenty probably twenty years plus close to twenty year run. Yeah, uh, somewhere around when Darnell we were talking about Darnell earlier. Yeah, somewhere around the, his time, you know, when he was president there. Uh, that was probably before you even right maybe when you no, just got Darnell the was right when I was getting in. Yeah, or like you know shortly thereafter. Really when I started selling. Yeah. Uh, was when Darnell was. Yeah. Born. I used to bug the hell out of Darnell. That's how Darnell and I became friends. Yeah. Because when I started at Element, my boss came to me and said, all right, you know, I spent the first three years, two and a half, three years estimating for my boss to learn everything. Yeah. Right. And then after that, I had to build up my own clientele to f- go full time sales. Well, he told me very early on, you had to pick one of the big guys and then, you know, you needed a handful of others to be successful. Yeah. I said, okay. Well, I was thinking about who the other sales guys at the time had as big clients, who he had. And the only company I could think of because I'd had an apartment there was Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I said, made, Lincoln. They were the biggest in Dallas at that time. Anyway. Yeah. And he just started laughing still. at me. And oh, he's yeah. like, like, you're going to, I'm going to kill the 100 pound gorilla. gorilla yeah. Thing? He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're going to go chase the 100 pound gorilla. Yeah. Uh, I got news for you. I've been trying to do yeah. that for a long time. There's this guy, Ken Schwartz. You're never going to get through to him, and good luck. He holds yeah. the key to everything you want to do. Yeah. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted, asshole. You know, like, right. I'm yeah. like, tell me I can't do something. Like, yeah. all right, now this is, like, number one goal. Right. So that is how Darnell and I became friends, because Darnell was president at the time, and I would see Darnell and I'm like, all right, he's the Lincoln guy. So I would, I would berate yeah. Darnell, like, yeah. every chance I got, like, hey, man, like, what do you have going on? How can I get a meeting with Ken Schwartz? You know, and he, he, would, he would talk to me and entertain me and, you know, all that stuff for years. Yeah. And finally, when they started doing the business exchange, oh, yeah. Yeah. he came to me and he's like, you want your chance? Here's your chance. Yeah. I got him to come to this. He doesn't want to be here. Yeah. He's coming. Yeah. He ain't going to be here long. So go get two beers, two Budweiser's. Stand in line and get to see him whenever you can. Yeah. That's yeah. your chance. Yeah. I said, all right. I did it. And, and, you know, ever since then, the rest of history, you know, Lincoln's been one of my best customers and a lot of great friends there for 
many years now. So yeah. yeah, that's actually how Darnell and I became friends was for me harassing him all the time, trying to get my foot in the door with Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. now we're, now we're really good friends. You know, yeah. I talked to Darnell quite a bit and Darnell has been, he was the first person in the industry I had on the podcast. It yeah. ended up being a really fun show. Yeah. We talked about things I never thought <laughs> did out of all the years I've known Darnell, like we ended up having these awesome conversations, yeah. but it was the last thing I would have expected just because we never had half of those conversations. Yeah. yeah. And I've known the guy for over 10 years. I haven't hung out with him a lot recently, but I did play golf with him a few times. And uh, he's a super interesting guy. Yeah. Like, super smart guy. Like, How's your golf game going right now? Uh, it's been better. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to tell with the scramble. You yeah. Know? But uh, did you go down for the Challenge Cup this year? Yeah. 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 How was that? I heard Dallas won. We won, yeah. By, yep. by a hair. I think it was more than a hair. Was it a hair? I know at one point it was was pretty close. I think it was actually actually tied after the first day. Okay. So it was tied after Thursday afternoon, and then we had all the singles matches. uh, Yeah. Or uh, two-man team matches, I guess they were. So um, we blew them away on Friday. But it was was tied on Thursday night um, after the first round. So for those of you that don't know, they have a Riders' Cup challenge in the associations. And it is Dallas versus Houston, pretty much. And you have to have a serious golf game to get Not in this. Me. On the vendor side. Oh, yeah. On the vendor side, you better be close to a scratch golfer or at least below a 10 handicap. I, or you're not getting I it. somehow got grandfathered in on that. Yeah. Or I just got in one time maybe when they needed somebody in a pinch. I can't remember how, how I really got in. I was, a, I was definitely a better golfer at the time. Um, and that was probably 10 years ago at least. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you do have to be a real good golf coach. You got people that you yeah. work with that are, they're way, way, you know. Yeah, I've, they're awesome. I, they're Element like has always had really good golfers, and it yeah. sucks for me because right. yeah, then you don't. I'm get, okay, you don't get but I'm not or, that good. Like, yeah. they don't want me coming out there. They want you know when yeah. Greg worked with us, they wanted Greg out there because I mean Greg's a scratch golfer. You right. know, they want Mason out there because Mason's he's a big part of our team this year for Dallas. Cool man, that kid can hit the ball yeah. a mile. Yeah. He's a monster. Yeah. And then he has the like short game touch. It's unbelievable to yeah. see a big guy like that go Dude, out there it's and funny. swing yeah, it I played so effortlessly. Uh, maybe you were there. Were you there? Maybe hanging with him last year. Last year I went down. And we and finished just our worked. match early. I yeah. was with him, and we. I mean, I think we won on the eleventh or twelfth hole. Yeah. And I mean, uh, well, and then I, not. It wasn't. I wasn't with Mason, but uh, we fe- caught up with Mason a little bit after that and played. Yeah. We finished up playing, you know, the rest of the eighteen. From there, and he, but that guy bombed it and had he had this like butter touch around the greens. It's insane, Stupid. man. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, last time, one of the last times I played with him, I was like, I don't have a club that goes 100 to 115 in my bag. I yeah. was like, everything's either under or over that. I was like, I keep ending up in these 105 yard shots. He's like, hit this, hands me a 50 degree wedge. Yeah. I hit it, put it right within like, Two three feet of the pin yeah. at 110 yards. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm buying that off of you, or I'm stopping on my way home. I stopped on my way home and bought a 50 degree wedge. Yeah, there you go. No, it was absolutely crazy. But you're not bad though. I mean, you've gotten a lot better over the years, right? I'm you getting better. Don't play as much. As I'm you getting used to. better. Yeah, I haven't lately. I've not been able to play as much as I used to. Um, I have a big trip I take every year in October. I go yep. to Myrtle Beach and play with a bunch of my Canadian friends. Um, I go pretty hardcore. Like starting next month. 
I'll go back to my guy, I take some lessons from, I'll start tuning up my game, I'll yeah. hit up the driving range on my lunch hour and stuff like that and start trying to get better. At my best, I'm like about, I'd say I'm about a 14, 15 handicap. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I got, I, got, I got to get the short game consistency down to be able to, to yeah. put up lower numbers than that. Yeah. Uh, and that takes practice. Like, I'm not much better. So I'm, 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 I think my handicap's a 12. It's, it's fluctuates yeah. like 12-1 to 11-9. I mean, yeah. Uh, and I can't really, I just can't consistently shoot where I used to shoot, which is like mid 80s, low 80s, you know? Um, I'm more like struggling to get to high 80s right now. Yeah. Which is just, it's fine. I just don't have a lot of time to, to work on it, but I'm trying. High, high 80s is about my best day right now. If I shoot anything below a 93 right now, I am super happy mm-hmm. with that right now because I've been yeah. all over the place. I just need to keep the ball. If I can keep the ball in play off the tee, you know, and hit, I, hit it. I don't care if I hit a 225 now. I mean, I'd like to hit 250 right. or 260, which I, I, I still can. I just got to have that perfect, matter, I gotta have that perfect yeah. swing for me. But if I can get it on the fairway. Yeah, you're good. I'm good. I mean, am I, I've, I, I'm crappy enough now that I've missed so many greens in my life. I'm, my short game's gotten better. You know what I mean? So, right. So one of these days when I actually start hitting the ball really solid and my short game is better than it used to be, I might get better. But that's. That's why we keep playing golf, I guess, you know, because it's uh, probably not going to happen. But. For sure. And that's where we seem to run into each other a lot, cause playing the course around here. I, I usually run into you and your son yeah. out, out on the course at yeah. the most random and that's, times. Yeah. yeah, that's, you know, maybe a Friday afternoon or yeah. you know, late afternoon. We'll try to, especially when he was younger, we would try to do that. It's probably been three or four years I've seen you. But now he's yeah. playing, playing golf in high school. And, you know, nice. He, he so plays. is he whooping the old man? Oh, yeah. Now? He beats me. We, ha- we haven't played a ton together this uh, the spring yet, but uh, as he just, they're about to get out of school. We'll, we'll start, we'll start playing more. But um, I beat him occasionally because he kind of falls apart around me for some reason. But you know, start talking uh, trash. But to he him. completely, yeah, a little bit for <laughs> sure. Um, he's he's a pretty good solid player. We played in a scramble actually a couple weeks ago on a Saturday that we happened to have open, and I think we shot. I think we shot maybe four over, which was not bad for nice. us. Nice, yeah. You know, for two man scramble. Yeah, you know, no mulligans or nothing. Um, maybe it was maybe we were a little lower than that. Even I can't remember, but we were like we were right at the tail end of the the first or second flight. But anyway, yeah, he's it's fun. He's I get to kind of hang out with him when he's taking lessons and and hit some balls and stuff like that. So we're still he's still at the golf course. I'm just I'm not with him now. I got those crazy you. times when we used to run into each other. So what what is for for somebody, you know, either or what would you say would be some good advice, like sales advice you would give an upcoming salesperson in the multifamily industry? I'm glad that you told that story about when you went after Lincoln. Yeah. Because it got me to thinking as you were telling it. You know, it's we we have hired a lot of new new reps in the last year or so. Uh, we we've actually just expanded our sales force. We haven't we haven't yeah. had, you know had turnover, but um, it's really good to get someone fresh in there um, that doesn't know doesn't know any better to like try to tackle Lincoln, you know. Yeah. So um, don't don't get caught up in what someone says can't be done. You know, just go about it like you did with with Darnell. You know. Yeah. Uh, just. 
come to know the person, become whoever you're, you're meeting with, just come to know them and get, get to know them and, and don't always be selling them. Um, but also just in your mind, just don't be afraid again, like I said, to go after the the one they say you can't get it done. Yeah. You know, and we just because they're Goliath doesn't mean yeah. you can't do business with them. And that's one of the reasons we'll switch up uh, territories and management companies that our reps work is just because maybe I, somebody different is, is, is good at this point. Yeah. You know, maybe they can overcome a hurdle that they can't get over or we can find a way that that rep can find a way to get more of their business. Yeah. I always think it's important to tell sales guys that come in or out uh, new or, you know, guys that are changing roles a little bit that it's going to take you, you know, that that's the one thing I, I mean, early on, I felt kind of slighted because when I first took my job, my boss told me it would take me, you know, a year or two and I'd be in sales. Yeah. It took me almost three years. So yeah. for a while there, I was kind of like, man, did I screw up? Did I make the bad yeah. decision, you know? Yeah. But it really but that was does. your goal was to get into sales from the get-go? Yeah the, yeah. the role was to be there to transition, to be his estimator for a while, really learn. Because None I came from an insurance background yeah. Yeah. where I was doing residential adjusting. Yeah. So it was to kind of learn that, go from there. And then as I built up enough clients, I could transition into that. Yeah. Um, so... I felt kind of slotted for a little while because it was taking longer than I expected. But as you know, once you're in multifamily, you may go somewhere else, but you're going to stay in multifamily because the reason that is, is that it takes you three years to attend all these things, be mm -hmm. at all these events, be around these people and get to know them. Yeah. Like not just sell them to get to know them, become friends with them, learn, network, and, and do all those things because it's, it's going to take time because they want to see that you're not going to just bounce around yeah. and that you're somebody yeah. that they know they can call on and oh, it's yeah. going to be there consistently and do what you say you're going to do. That's, and that's, if you ask me a question a different way, I would answer it the way you just did it. Like you have to, you have to take it slow and earn the trust and under promise and over deliver. And once you do that a few times, you yeah, know, you have trust and you have a customer, you know? So, yeah, you, it just takes time. You can't, it, just doesn't, it won't happen overnight. And, yeah. You know, and I, I was telling him, I mean, I went to college. I studied business in college and graduated and everything. But I didn't learn a, a trade. You know, I'm not an accountant. I'm not a computer guy, you know? I don't really have a trade. I'm certainly not a doctor or a lawyer. Right. I mean, I, I but I'm, I, I always know that, like, I, I have the multifamily industry. That, that's, my, that's my trade, multifamily. Yeah. I mean, I've, luckily, I've done marketing, only marketing, you know, but I, there's been times when the, our companies have been bought and things like that that you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to see, well, what, what would I do if things happen? And, yeah. you know, there's other, there's other vendor companies in the industry you just get involved with, and you're, you're solid, but... There's a lot of options once you once you're established in multifamily. You don't want to you don't want to go somewhere else and start over. Yeah, you, you don't because it, it takes years. Yeah. It's not it's not something you can just jump into and expect immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have to build those skills and build those social networks. Yep. 
together with those people. For sure. I've always, I've always preached that to any of the guys. The same thing with the estimators that are coming up, even if they don't project or think that they're going to go into sales. Same thing. You're out there dealing with the maintenance guy, the leasing agents, the assistant managers, all those people oh, yeah. that to you at that particular time, that might not be your target. Oh. But that person eventually is going to be your target. Yeah. Because eventually oh. they're going to be a manager, a head of construction, a maintenance director, oh, absolutely. a regional VP, oh. something like that. Like it's going to happen. So you got to make sure you're always treating them the same way too. I, I mean, you know. I could I could name a, a long list of, you know, presidents of companies, um, RVPs. I mean, top level positions. People that I used to, when I was with the apartment guy, I used to call in and they were, they were in the leasing office, you know? They were yeah. a manager or they were a leasing agent or they were assistant manager, all of them. But you had to talk to, you need to communicate with all of them. And they're all important. So yeah. um, it's, and just like you said, from a sales perspective, they're, they will be important if they're not yeah. down the road. What have, what have you done to balance that? Or is there anything you've learned along the way from trial and error that really helped you with any of that? I just... You know, I always just try to pe- treat people with respect. You know, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter who I'm dealing with. If it's part of my job or I'm at the grocery store and someone bagging my groceries, you know, they're, you know, everyone has a job to do. And so yeah. uh, I just treat, treat everyone I, I come across on, on site or in the industry with respect, you know. And, and, yeah, they may not be super important to me, but at this point, from a sales perspective, but... Yeah. They will. I was just at. A, I went on a couple of property visits this morning, and we talked to a first person we called on. The owner of the company was in the other office, and you could see him. But he was interviewing somebody, and there was a, a leasing agent that had been on site for a couple months, and so we we sat down with her and and went through their ad, and she didn't really know much about it. But so it's important that we informed her, and we did that. Opportunity. Yeah. Obviously, we would have, we would have rather have met with the owner. And we were kind of trying to track him down because they knew he was going to be at one of the properties. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. Um, but he was busy with the interview. So we talked to her and, uh, it, you know, hopefully down the road, she's going to be more informed with apartments.com and she's going to tell her manager and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, you know, the, I had an interesting experience last weekend that you made me think of when we were talking about this. It's, it's restored my faith in the younger generation. So I was actually up here hanging out. I was here for a couple hours. Without me knowing, my wallet fell out in one of these seats up oh, yeah. here. Like they, they trap you. Like yeah. They'll steal your stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, I was stopping at the grocery store over at Market Street on my way home, pick up some stuff to make for dinner. I get to the grocery store, I do my shopping. Thank I get, God they have Apple Pay at Market Street. It was <laughs> it's down. It's happened to me before. It was oh, really? down. So I get done. I've got a whole cart of groceries. I'm checking out. No wallet. Hold on a second. I tell this kid, Michael McHale at Market Street in Frisco. I'm going to give this kid a shout out. I know he doesn't listen to my podcast, but still worth mentioning for any of you that shop there. Yep. This kid goes, no worries. Go check a car or whatever. I come back in. I was like, hey, man, my wallet is 15 minutes away. He's like, you got your Apple Pay or any of that? I was like, yeah, we tried it. It was down. Didn't mm-hmm. work. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. He goes, well, I can set your groceries over here if you want, and you can go get your wallet and come back. He's like, or, he's like, do you have, do you have like, a Zelly? 
I'm like, yeah, I have Zelle. He's like, if you want, I'll, I'll pay for your groceries and you can just Zelle me the money. I mean, I had like $200 worth of groceries. Yeah, yeah. And it's like 16-year-old kid Damn, with braces that's and sitting there doing checkout. Oh, his first that job. would renew my faith in I was the like, younger generation are you well. serious, pretty, man? I was like, cool. I'll do it right now. I tipped the kid, and he's like, you didn't need to send me more money. I was like, no, thank you. You just saved me 30 minutes, 15 going there, back, and yeah. stuff not getting cold or hot, you know, whatever, you know. You just saved my ass. Like, yeah. thank you. Being kind. Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll Dude, that that you, guy man. needs, you, somebody needs to contact his manager, Marcus. You know what the sad part was? I went and tracked down a lady who I thought was the manager, went up and asked her, I said, are you the manager? She said, no. What's, what can I help you with? I said, uh, I would just like to talk to a manager. I'd like to give somebody a compliment. She said, okay. She walks behind. She's standing in the door behind customers over the open. The person is obviously sitting right there, and she tells them, and they were like, I don't have time for this right now. Yeah. And well. she came out, and I told her, I was like, hey, this is what I was trying to do. I just want to get this kid some recognition. He did something very kind, went out of his way. Yeah. She's like, absolutely. He's an awesome kid. I will make sure they find out about this. Okay. But I was like, man, the one time somebody actually does something worth praising, and the manager won't even yeah. come out of the back. To yeah. let you tell them that but one thumbs of their up on Market Street still though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Market I Street. Mean, I mean, I got my business like that yeah, was absolutely good, awesome. Good stuff there. And I, I have luckily Apple Pay worked when I, I've been there probably oh, at least twice man. where I'm like, hell, where's my wallet? But um, thank God for Apple Pay bailed me out at Market yeah. Street. But Kroger doesn't have it. I don't think H E B has it either. So. Apple I Pay. don't brave HEB. I wouldn't brave the one over here. The one by my house has gotten a lot better. I haven't been in that one yet. Get in and out bigger. decently. But it's, this one's getting better, the one over here in Prisco. Um, I, I wouldn't, I'll still, I still won't do my full-on shopping there or, you know, but I'll go in there. I'll get a little, one of those little carts, not one of the big carts. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's getting not as crowded. You can get a little cart around there pretty good. Yeah, they just had, like, a big knockdown, drag-out fight in the one I saw on, like, Instagram, like, a week or so ago. At the well, they have there. a security guard right there. They, yeah, they, they keep them there all the time. All the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I rolled on there on a Sunday morning the other day, and he was there on a rainy Sunday morning. You know, like, there's nothing going to be going down there at that point. But he's there all the time. Yeah. Or Let's somebody's see. there. We've got some people popping in here. Let's see if we got questions, because... Everybody wanted industry people, so hopefully we got some industry people on here asking questions. What is up, Lee? What's up, Donna? We got Donna back in here. Donna's been MIA for a little while. Give Donna a little bit of a hard time. And yes, there is no better party than an element party. I agree with you, absolutely. Oh, we even got Randy Rivers in here. I know Randy. Yeah, Randy's yeah, a good, good cat. Guy. You ever golfed with Randy? Uh, no, I don't think we've ever played. I think there's a, actually, I think he actually offered me an opportunity one time to play when I wasn't playing, but I was at the, I was at the hole that we, we did a, like a closest to the pin yeah. putt or something like that. He yeah, made but you I, a ridiculous I had, I, had a, I had a monitor of that. Like I had a, I was, I was a person running that. It was like right after COVID. And so we didn't want a lot of our people out. But anyway. Randy, they had an extra spot, and Randy offered me. It's like, hey, you just want to play with us? And I'm like, I really, really do. Yeah. But I couldn't because I, I had to take care of that, that sponsorship thing we had. Yeah. So. Well, I'll try to put that together next time we're playing and get you yeah. out there Good with uh, Randy. Randy is super fun to golf with. Yeah. I love golfing with Randy. Yeah. My favorite thing is Randy has a strategy to beat me, and usually I'm waxing him on the front nine, 
And then he gets me absolutely hammered to where he waxes me on the mm-hmm. back nine. Mm-hmm. But the best part is if Randy's having an off day, he talks to himself in the third person. <laughs> oh, God. And he'll start yeah. yelling Randy Rivers yeah. at himself. <laughs> he, he, and it he, is, he doesn't call himself Randy or it is whatever awesome. cuss word. He just calls himself Randy Rivers. Oh, yeah. 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 He throws it all in there, gets it going. Yeah. <laughs> I left you to play. Yeah. Something like that, Randy. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, what what do you got upcoming for apartments.com? What's the what's the big things you guys got coming up? Uh, let's see. We have, well, TA or uh, HAA in Houston this week, but most I mean we NAA is coming up first uh, I think the first week in June. That's in Atlanta this year, isn't it? It's in Atlanta. Um, and it's they move it up in the month usually it's more like mid to late June. So, I threw off one of my golf tournaments that I do with Preston, you know, that Michigan trip. Ah. So I, that's a, a conflict. Um, you should tell Preston I should fill in for you, see what, see what he says about that. Yeah, we'll see. Need, need <laughs> we'll to get see. Garrett in there. I'm sure we'll Preston see. would love that. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't jump on here as much shit as he's been giving me lately. Probably. Mm. But anyway, so I won't be able to, unfortunately I won't be able to do the, uh, the golf trip this weekend, or this week, this year, so... That sucks. But NAA is coming up in Atlanta. Yeah. And um, we have, uh, we'll, we'll have probably the biggest booth there at NAA, like we typically do. And we're giving, we're giving away $100,000. What? Yeah. So we're giving away $100,000. Wow. Usually we give away. You're topping the car that gets given away. Well, usually it. we do a Tesla yeah. uh, uh, at NAA. Or, yeah, at NAA. And we'll usually do a Tesla with some cash, usually, to, to cover the taxes, I think. Which is probably up over a hundred thousand dollars anyway. Yeah. Um, but this year they're just giving away the cash. So if you come, if you're in the industry person and uh, you come by and you're an owner manager, not a vendor, um, you would uh, you could. Damn, your, I was gonna yeah. go talk to my bosses. Be yeah, like, we they, gotta go they, sign yeah. up now. Yeah, the, there's that's part of the uh, the the details on the sweepstakes. That it's, it has to be an owner manager, not a vendor company. Although, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of companies like you guys that use CoStar, our information, uh, our CoStar info. Yeah. Uh, that we have on, in, on multifamily. They use, right. they use that a lot too. So they are technically CoStar clients. So they can, they, they can win. And yeah. actually one of them has won before. Nice. Um, some company. Yeah. Cause uses. you guys put out those, like you can sign up and get the like database yeah. Info to where you know when properties change hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you can dig that. in and see who the true owners of, of them are yeah. and everything like that. So, and you can dig in, you know, almost unit by level, unit by unit information if you need it. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a lot A lot of the vendors use, use CoStar as well. So, what's the, I know you're a bourbon guy. I brought some different things out trying to find stuff you probably hadn't had. What's your, what's your go-to? My go-to? Yeah. Uh, you know... Like my everyday bourbon, kind of fluctuates. You know, I like to get them in the bigger bottle. Yeah. Because so, it's my everyday bourbon, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly. talking about nice. So I, I like Bullet. What is it? Uh, Bullet's a good uh, one. I think I have a bottle of is it 18, um, 62, 1842. I can't. I don't know what you're talking, talking about. about. Seventeen. Seventeen ninety two. Seventeen ninety two. I think is it. I got yeah. A Thanks, Biz. Yeah, yeah. I have a, that's what I have, my big bottle is, you know, but I have, 
What do you mean it's just looking at you, biz? You started the whiskey weight loss. Aren't you drinking that so like no, every no, night no, as no, part of your nope. routine? So here's the deal. I had, my, I had a phone call with Alex today, and he told me because I got, I'm trying to do bourbon the right way so I can be a little more educated becoming one of your dear friends. So he told me tonight when I leave the podcast to go get a bottle of Woodford, but it's the wheat with the red label. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said that's more of a beginner. It's not as umph on it, but it's still got all the flavor to it. Because I told him I wanted to have a bourbon on my patio tonight when I got done with work. And he yeah. says that's where I should start. Look, look at Alex. Alex went and became a bourbon steward yeah. this week. Austin, and now, now he's dropping bourbon knowledge. Well, I had a testimony. And I said, hey, you just went and got all the certification. I got bottles on my bar, but I don't know what that. Basil Hayden is the only thing I know that I have. See, that look I'm at Donna to coming in strong so. with that 1792. And I have Donna a bottle of 1792. Yeah, yeah. I have Confirmed. two bottles of Eagle Rare. And, Eagle Rare is, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's good. That's, then I got some scotches that just look cute they're glenn fittage thingies like i have a 14 glenn fittage i just buy shit i don't know what i'm doing with it just i know when people come over they smile that's it yeah so now i want to actually know what i'm doing when i pop open a bourbon and drink and so he said for me to start there or just go to your house and looks like specs upstairs what are you talking about my bad you know know i only have like 10 bottles biz (laughs) so i'm I'm, of one kind (laughs) i'm the same way with wine i mean i like to drink especially like a Nice Cabernet, but yeah, I know it tastes good, you know, but I can't tell you like I, all man, the ins and I'm outs, the, and notes, and all that stuff. I'm the same way for the most part. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a I pretty mean, good you knowledge. Neat, you have a better chance to really get a hold of it. I, I drink it on the rocks. Typically, it comes so. to wine. Give you me know a ten, a ten dollar bottle of that Menage a Trois or something blended. Longs is good. It goes with yeah. whatever I'm eating. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool. I can't. Yeah, I, I, I can't really tell the difference between a ten dollar bottle of wine. And th- yeah, and exactly. A, Forty dollar or I can tell a difference. I can't tell you what those differences are. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I can tell a difference too. I can, you know, I can. There's just a. That's the way the same thing with a lot of nuance about it. Yeah, one's smooth, smoother than the other. You know, yeah, hits you in a different way. But yeah, I'm I'm the same way with a lot of the bourbons. I mean, I I like an ice rock in mine every now and then. I mean, it depends on what I'm drinking. Depends on how high the proof is too. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now. Just because I'm getting ready to go to Mexico and I'm kind of watching calories, trying to get rid of a few more pounds that I'm stuck at right now, I'm drinking some very low proof. That's something Alex goes over in his program. We had Alex on here. Yeah. Biz and I are both doing the whiskey weight loss program. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. So drinking something lower proof like this one's 80 proof versus if I go to what I'd really like to drink and probably doing this one's... 116 proof. So yeah, that's what I had started off with. 20 or so more calories in that one than there is the other one. Oh, yeah. And more alcohol. So, yeah, I mean, a little more alcohol. You know, a little more so bang for your buck. That's what I... I mean, I don't, I, I don't really love the higher proof ones. I mean, they, they, they're good, but just for me, it doesn't matter what... 107... I'll, I'll, I'll drink it. Yeah. The same. You know what I mean? So the less... Yeah. Just, just for my own good. Yeah. Not just for the alcohol purposes, not, right. not for weight loss. It's just I, yeah. the lower proof ones I kind of lean to. 107 to 120 is kind of my sweet spot. That's where I really like most of my bourbons in that range. Like that's, I don't mind a 129 or a 130 something if it doesn't drink like that. I'm not a person that chases proof. Yeah, that's not a big thing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. cast strength, barrel strengths, 
Yeah. I like some of them, but not all of them. Um, I kind of I kind of bounce all over there. It's just like they think that like if you can make it good at that proof, then you're really doing something special almost, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, they covet it a little bit more. But I was thinking earlier, too, when I was talking about what's like everyday bourbon or whatever. Like it used to be, I think we talked about this at, at TA. I used to be able to buy a big bottle of the Buffalo Trace. Yeah. And when I was younger and then was a little poor, I used to drink Weller yeah. in a big bottle. I mean, people, my friends would make fun of me for drinking Weller. Yeah. Hey, how many, how many Wellers are you going to have tonight or whatever? I mean, maybe it wasn't the Weller they were making fun of, but yeah. how many are you going to have tonight? But there was like Weller. It was nothing, right? Yeah, and you're drinking antique 107 or 12 year Weller. Yeah, yeah, and it was just, but it was just that run of the mill Weller, that, mm-hmm. you know. But now you can't find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they they have kept the price low, but it's. Uh, but it's allocated now, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's allocated. To find. You, you can't find it in Texas. Especially. I mean, I, I blame the beer snobs for that because about seven or so years ago. Before COVID, you had this big switch where all these craft distilleries came up for doing craft beer. Yeah. And it killed the spirit industry. Like, beer was outselling everything. Like, beer was just killing it. Mm -hmm. So, you had all these guys. Well, then you had these bourbon clubs start forming up and all this bourbon stuff come out. You used to be able to go find Blanton's, and like you said, yeah. 107, 12-year Weller, Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare was $19 yeah. a bottle. Like, you could find it on the shelf, just walk in, grab it, no big deal. Blanton's was like $29, $34, you know, something stupid cheap, and nobody gave a shit. Like, right. people chased scotch and paid big money for, like, old scotches, but nobody was buying expensive bourbons. And then yeah. they started promoting craft cocktails. Yep. And then these higher allocated bottles. And then it just blew up. And then they got all those craft distilleries started getting bought up by the big brands. And they started bottling them. Well, yeah. then those bur- the, the beer nerds said, oh, it's not cool anymore. You know, Anheuser-Busch bought, bought my company. Right. Or whatever. Right. And then yeah. they didn't want to drink it anymore. Right. It lost its coolness, you right. know. So they switched it to something then, else. Then the bourbon started coming back. And then by the yeah. time COVID hit, people couldn't do anything but go buy alcohol and sit at home. Yep. So everybody was raiding every store you could find. And then even stuff that was a little allocated became highly allocated and so on and so on. Now there's a lot of people sitting on bourbon because they bought a shit ton and but like myself, there's no way I could ever drink all the bourbon I have. But the market sucks for selling right now. Like you, you selling bourbon right now, you're lucky if you break even. You're probably not na- making a profit unless you might even be taking a loss on a lot of bottles, unless it's something that is super allocated or a lot older. So you're you're you and other people buy. I, I'm sure y'all do bourbon. For profit like you're gonna sell it oh yeah, yeah. i mean like I mean, a lot yeah, of the bottles investment. a lot of the bottles i bought like when i got the chance i bought two okay. one that i could one. drink and try and the yeah. other one i could sell when i wanted to yeah um so i mean i have i guarantee you i have easy 100 bottles right now that i would sell if somebody wanted to buy them. oh yeah and e- where do you easy. keep them at my house okay yeah i have i have set up a a bar 
in my house. Um, I have a bar in my house, but I also have a like display wall. Okay. That yeah, I yeah. have converted. No, you don't. Remember? <laughs> yeah. no, no, you don't. No, you don't. See, he's he got got a couple in me now. I'm Where's that stories. relation to your pool and all that stuff? Oh, your backyard. I don't have setup. a pool. Not use your whole backyard. I do not have a setup. pool. I do not have a pool. You see how, my, how he's trying to get up off the off the backyard comp, conversation? <laughs> you guys are tag teaming me now. This is brutal. No, okay, I, you know I can describe it this way: the backyard is kind of nice, so nice that anything you've ever wanted to do, you can do in his backyard. All right. Anything. Yeah. Just think of it. It happens. It's in his my backyard. outdoor oasis. It's like my there outdoor man cave. Yeah. So I mean, me and my wife, we don't have kids, so a lot of people need to like remember that, like. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I joke with some of my friends. I'm like, I, I just have your kids' private school tuition on my wall over there. Right. You right. know, like, yeah. I don't have to spend that money on that stuff. So I get to buy stuff like that. Yeah. Same reason when they bitch and moan about how much it costs to go on vacation. All I have to do is board my dog. Yeah. You yeah. either got to get family or somebody to watch the kids. Mm-hmm. Or, or you, you got to take them damn human beings with you. Take them with you. Man. And they cost a whole lot of money. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, no, my wife and I. We like spending time outside. She's definitely not letting me smoke a cigar in the house. Yeah. So I created the backyard where I could do all that. So I mean, now's the time of year to take advantage of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, we spend a lot of time out there. I've actually spent less time here at the lounge in the past three months because I just sit on my back patio. I come up here, maybe smoke a stick, and then I grab sticks and take them to the house and go sit out back and just enjoy the weather yeah although i've got to figure out some shade screens and a wind get rid of this wind tunnel i've created because anytime the wind's out of the north it will kick your ass Mm. it's brutal but i'm I'm zero lot line so like i don't have a big backyard you just squeezed it all in there i just squeezed it all in there left enough grass for my dog to have his his little space and yeah you know rock and roll yeah that's and i mean we have a, a pool that we put in a couple of years ago. And uh, we went we hot tub. We I did not want to take care of a pool. <clears throat> yeah, it's not. It's not. And a hot tub's not much better because you still have to treat it and clean the filters and do all that once a week. So it's yeah. not much better. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't. I pretty much let it run kind of almost dormant. I mean, I keep the, the pump running in the winter and stuff yeah. like that. But I, I don't pump chemicals in it or anything like that. Salt water or fresh water? Um, just fresh water. Okay. I yeah. know the salt water ones now, you really don't have to do much once yeah. you get them going. Yeah. I just heard that the salt water ones, the salt, just having that salt in the air, like it, it ruins your furniture. and It gets crusted takes, all over just like the ocean takes a does. Toll on the, yeah, just the house, anything that's, you know, downwind, you know, or wherever close to it. So, um, anyway, we got that pool and we're busy, but we... I haven't. I didn't build do a built-in kitchen or anything like that. But I got a couple of grills out there, and um, there's a lot of space. I got a um, a, a blackstone, like a three burner blackstone. How do you like the blackstone? Oh, we love it. I mean, I love it. Cause I just broke in. I got a griddle. Yeah. A blaze griddle. Yeah. I didn't buy the blackstone, but I got a blaze one, and I just broke it in this last weekend. Oh, so you did? I'm, I'm starting. Yeah. yeah I need cool. to find like a good utensil kit that is for a griddle. Cause like you almost need like those hibachi type like I had well, yeah uh, I, you order one of those I uh, I, when I bought my blackstone I ordered I ordered it off HomeDepot.com and they had they suggested you know how they give you what other people bought with yeah 
you know, they bought this one, they bought the same item. They suggested that one of these things, and it had a, it had like two of those little kind of, you know, flipper yeah. angles, spatulas, I guess you call them, and another kind of a scraper, a grill scraper yeah. kind of thing. And that's that's all that's all I really use, and I use tongs and stuff like that. But yeah, that's what I need to do. Yeah, you, you know what my dumbass did this weekend? I just grabbed one of the spatulas the out of the ones? kitchen and you scraped it. It was rubber. Oh, oh then you couldn't so do nothing hot. on it. Well, you were better it off. melted the end of it, so then I had to stop, clean it off, yeah, pull yeah, it off yeah. a little bit, and yeah. I was like, "That was really dumb. I just yeah. killed a spatula." Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do that with a with a regular like a propane grill either you know yeah no so. it was one of those like really dumb moments, i had you know where I, you just yeah. grab something like that i had a propane grill and then i got rid of that when i got the blackstone and i have a traeger just a regular traeger yeah so it's kind of like a grill too yeah a pellet smoker yeah so traegers are cool i i ended up doing the rec tech same same thing just yeah. made in the u.s yeah yeah um i love the shit out of that I, I cook on that all the time which i like it so much i haven't until this last weekend i went to make breakfast tacos yeah out on the, there on the on, the, on griddle. the griddle yeah um that's what got me doing that but i mean i i'd prefer just to smoke it but i have to be careful i bought like four bags of those pellets yeah and i got the competition like mixed blend yeah well i wasn't thinking about that my wife is like highly allergic to like mesquite and cedar oh, yeah. and it definitely has that in there mesquite, I'm sure. so when that thing's cooking up man i have to yeah. turn the fans on try yeah. to blow it out as much and she'll wake up in the morning, her eyes will look like Mike Tyson beat her yeah. up, you know. Yeah, like, right. I mean, like, we got to burn through that so I can get some different pellets. Yeah, you have, have to be, like, real particular about the pellets you use. Because I, I use a blend. That's all I yeah. use. I, when I first got it, I would, I had recipes that would be following. It would recommend mm -hmm. what, what pellets or what wood you want to smoke them on. So, What's your uh, favorite thing to do on there? I mean, I just do. I don't I guess I don't really Simple have a favorite. Stuff. Just... I mean, I, obviously I got it to do like briskets and stuff like that. Yeah. But honestly, I, I don't do briskets that often because uh, we don't eat a lot of leftovers at my house. We have yeah. you know two kids, and so there's four of us. But uh, you know, I, I I like doing the briskets on there. But I did one um, for Easter, and I bought one at H E B that was already trimmed. I was like, yeah. oh, sweet, I, that's my least favorite part is trimming it. Um, so, but anyway, it, I overcooked it, uh, uh, which kind of sucks, you know, when you only do it a couple times a year. So, but yeah. I'll, I'll cook, I mean, I cook steaks on there. I'll, I'll put, I'll go to Market Street and buy the wings and just throw those on there. And we're doing, if we're, we have an event on the Traeger. Yeah. And just smoke them. Well, I'll give my buddy a little shout out. Yeah, it's hands free. Uh, if you want one of the best briskets you've ever had in your life, because I just had a couple things catered. My buddy Mark Sharon, Sharon Meats, that dude is off the chain. I'll put what Mark does up against any barbecue place in Texas. No, I, I, I'm going to go south. Uh, I'll put him I up said against, in Texas. I'm going to say the south. All right, south. The this south. In the south. In this the south. dude is phenomenal. Where is it at? He's up around like lucas lucas he lives in lucas lucas yeah, yeah he's, um he caters oh, he's, i mean you can go to him he'll bring it to you just depends on what you're trying to yeah. do he, this dude has like a thousand gallon smoker yeah it's pretty like, cool. you've never That's seen dope. anything like this he had it custom built it's amazing he makes these 
brisket bomb jalapenos. Yes. There. Yeah, those things are awesome. I called um, this dude up. I bought steak the other day was it because you, you can call him and say hey man what do i do with it he said this is what you do grab a pinch of this a little yeah. bit of that sprinkle put it in here for this amount of seconds put in that sprinkle, and cut yeah. boom i was just like he gave me 400 dollars worth of information in like two minutes and right. this meat came out perfect as long, yeah. as, long as you got and a it cast real skillet, simple too right it, it's yeah. actually simple but he makes his seasoning he makes all his own rubs everything all, seasoning, all his sauces anything that has a sauce doesn't yeah, measure it he just knows what goes or what he'll shake it give it a little taste not enough this not enough I that i mean man he it's made amazing us, he made us tomahawks oh, 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 they dude, were that unbelievable is... he uh his brisket i'm telling you like i butchered this brisket cutting it up like i'm gonna have to take another class again on cutting brisket because I felt so bad because it was that damn good. Yeah. And like, could have cut it off, got all the burn-ins, all that stuff. Like, this guy is absolutely amazing at what he does. Um, and his beans. I never beans? thought I would brag about somebody's oh. beans. His beans, and they don't have meat in them. They have bacon. Well, they have bacon. Yeah. But, like, my dad had a famous recipe that has all kinds of, like, hamburger meat and all the stuff in the beans yeah yeah and that's still amazing to me but mark's beans they're they're unreal uh, uh my wife's still trying to convince him to bottle his barbecue sauce that he puts on very few things and i'm telling you it's one of the best barbecue sauce he had I, i'm challenging him i want him to make there was a company that made salsa that we found for years called haverwood smoky sweet salsa yeah we ordered a case, and apparently the guy died, went bankrupt. I don't know, but you can't get this stuff anymore, and it's the best salsa you've ever had in your life. It's the best thing for breakfast tacos you've Ooh. ever had. I wonder where it was from. It idea? was from here locally in oh, Texas. In Texas. You know, I want to say like, like San Antonio. Okay, yeah. I want to say like San Antonio area. But, yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm also going to give out a shout-out to AJ. AJ hooked everybody up, and for any of you that don't know, and you can tell I'm trying to get some more sponsors on this show, but Stitch Fix, check that out. My buddy AJ runs their big Dallas facility. We got to go to the friends and family, so if you come to ICC, you might see people wearing the same shirts or pants or shorts. It's happening a lot lately since everybody went to this, but yeah. we got to go to the friends and family deal. Every shirt, pants, shorts, jackets, purses, five or ten dollars. Oh yeah. I mean, we filled up trash bags of new clothes, and they've and probably only been worn like two or three times. You they've know never I mean? been worn. Oh, they're all the ones they just didn't. Yeah, didn't sell. Oh, okay. Some of them, the ones they were like returned. The, well, after there's they've the been worn damage them. rack yeah. that like isn't really damaged. Like once one of the shirts I bought said it had pet hair on it. There wasn't a single thing on this right, shirt. Right, right. One of them had a deodorant stain on the side where someone tried it yeah. on, didn't like the shirt. I was like, yeah. cool, I'll throw it in and wash it for five bucks. I got one of them. Yeah. And it was in the washer immediately. I mean, and I, I back the same shirt. Day. I almost wore that today. Like, this would have been real bad. I we saw your shirt. shirt. I noticed it earlier. Yeah, we would have had, you know, just got the memo. Yeah, is, yeah. You're talking about my wife team, got a team pair player. of yeah. $380 shoes. 380 bucks. And they were Kate Spade purses two two to three hundred dollars a piece for ten dollars. I, I mean, Amazing. insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to AJ for hooking that up. Hopefully, Stitch Fix needs some uh, podcast to sponsor or something. 
Yeah, it's just that, it's, <laughs> it's it's cool. I mean, I get I know some buddies that, that use it. So. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I didn't really know what it was at first. My wife knew what it was. I didn't know what it was. I've never done subscription clothing yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's really weird. To no, me. I, yeah, I I understand it, but shit, I got so many freaking golf shirts already. You know, I have to. I should make myself throw away three every time I buy one. So is that I've hard to do? Do like because like he says he does that with t-shirts, and I do a I purge. Do. Yeah. Every other, because my wife busted me out, so I, I DJ a lot, and so when I go yeah. out of town to DJ, and I never noticed this, I like had this favorite shirt because it matched a certain pair of shoes that I love, and she's like, "Can you come here for a minute?" And she screenshotted like eleven different events, and I had the same outfit yeah. on, yeah. and I didn't realize it. Yeah. And, and she's like, "Go, go in the closet, grab that shirt," <laughs> and she put it. You know, we have a you know goodwill pile or whatever. Right. And she's like, "You're officially retiring. Yeah, it's gone. This shirt. You're like, but you just have some clothes that you just because they fit you right, or they just have a significance, and and you just know. So when the stitch fits thing came, I said I can finally refresh my closet because I normally shop like at Men's Warehouse or. Um, uh, what's the other one? Um, Short and big. Uh, no, not there anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm off of that one. now. I'm good now. Um, he's on the whiskey weight loss now. He's he's making his come up. So just yeah. certain places that you go, but you know you can go to men's warehouse and oh you came up it was cheap. Nah, you're still spending three hundred bucks, mm. and you may only get two shirts, a pair of slacks, and half a blazer. Where you could have went, you know, you went here for that same three hundred dollars. I got enough clothes for me, the wife, and my you know my oldest boy that's at home for at least a year. Yeah. It, it's crazy, but clothes yeah. shopping is just like, but golf shirts, they're so comfortable. And it's so hard to get rid of all the different I ones I quit doing have. that. Like, I used to buy a polo or a hat, and then I bought the pullovers, like what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. And it got to where I had so many of them, I was like, I got to quit doing this. So now I've switched all that. I do not buy, I mean, maybe once a year, I'll buy something like that if I just absolutely fall in love with it. But I buy the flags. If oh, it's yeah. a good enough course that I want something, yeah. I buy the flag. Yeah. And then I have that as, like, my keepsake because then I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, that's I, a good idea. My little brother turned into a minimalist when he moved to California. And I took note of how he was living his life. And I was, like, looking at my closet, and I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So, and now that I also do Adrian's Cigar and Guns, uh, they do a T-shirt club. And I get a T-shirt every month from them. Oh, yeah? So yeah. that That's adds cool. a T-shirt once a month. So I've now gone from twice a year to four times a year I go to Salvation Army. And if I actually go buy a shirt or pants, it's either a one-to-one or a two-to-one. I go pull two things I haven't worn in a while. Yeah. And it goes to Salvation yeah. Army. Yeah. Or whatever charity's picking up in the neighborhood, whatever type deal like that. So I try to balance it that way because I got to a point where I was like, I was looking at my brother. He moved to Hawaii from California and lived in a van for like six to eight months. So he literally got down to where he had like six T-shirts, six long sleeve shirts, two hoodies, three or four pairs of pants, three or four pairs of shorts. yeah. And I was like, if you made me do that, I think I would, like, lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know how you could do that. Like, yeah. yeah I, no. I, don't, I don't think I could do it. But I took from that and kind of like, all right, let's modify this down. Like, I don't need 60 T-shirts. Like, 
60 t-shirts. Oh. I haven't worn all 60 of these t-shirts in yeah. a calendar year. Yeah. So started weeding yeah. that out and going down that road. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's sometimes it takes a lot of work. It's hard to like go, man, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm going to wear this again. And, and yeah, it, but you just got to do it, man. Cause I, I, I have probably 50 or more t-shirts and they just, they're just piled on mm-hmm. a shelf in my closet. And I, I just take the top layer. I mean, I just take the, the three or four that that you wear the most. They're, they're, they're there, and they get washed, and they get put back on top, and there yeah. we are. You yeah. Know? Or it's something nicer than a t-shirt, but it's like my favorite. Like you were saying, uh, you know, earlier, it was it's one of my favorites, and I wear it all the time, and you don't even realize it. So that happens a lot. I'm a creature of habit, so I have to be careful that my yeah. wife will point same way Biz did. She'll point that out, like, you know, you've worn that same T-shirt like to the last yeah. two events or yeah. whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're probably right. Like, really, you remember that I wore that? I, I don't. To me, I don't even. That's not something I yeah. think about. I used to remember that kind of stuff. That I, yeah. oh, I wore this. I don't know. As I got older, I don't. I don't remember that because yeah. I think I realized that people. Don't pay remember. that much I'm, attention. Most to you. people aren't going to remember what you wore. Yeah. So you don't need to really worry about it. You yeah. Know what I mean, so I, I've kind of gotten to the same way, but women women do not uh, yeah, ever yeah, get yeah. out of that mode. I don't think. No. 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 I experienced every, every time. Every time we got to go somewhere, it's you know, did I wear this before? I need to get something different. You know, all that stuff. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to grill me about? I mean, you, you seem like you wanted to, like, ask me some, like, good industry questions. I'll give you a chance before we drop the, like, common sense good questions on you. No, I was I was going to – I was just going to ask you, you know, about some of your stuff going on in your life. You know, like, you know, you're, about your house and all that stuff because I know you all moved a couple years ago. Yeah, we, we, we moved when we were living out in Savannah off 380. Yeah. Uh, we moved about two years ago. I couldn't when when they announced the PGA was coming. 380 was already a nightmare. Yeah, I knew what was coming, and there was no yeah. way I could take any more of that. Like yeah. there, I, I I hear about it now, and I'm like, I'm so glad. Yeah. I, I haven't been north on 380 and west past the tollway, and. But maybe once in the last two years since I moved from oh, there. Well, you're like, better off for it. I stay south of the PGA. Yeah. I mean, like, I definitely want to go check it out. I've been hearing everybody brag about it, talk yeah. about it. But, yeah, we did that. We did. We moved to Plano a couple years ago. Love it. I can be anywhere fast with as much as I travel and around the Metroplex for work. Yeah. A lot more convenient. Uh, my wife and I go out a lot because we don't have kids. So, uh it's a lot nicer having like a ten to twenty dollar Uber ride to pretty yeah, much anywhere. Yeah. yeah versus sure. forty, fifty dollars each way sitting in traffic yeah. in an Uber yeah. from three eighty. Like, no, let's just go to dinner yeah. tonight. Yeah. yeah. We're <laughs> staying at the yeah. house. Yeah. Like I'm out on that. So yeah. It's uh it's a lot nicer. Um, that's cool. No, but I wanna just just say, man, it's been it's been good to see you kind of come in and in the industry as a younger guy and and you you always were always super friendly to me and nice to me yeah and, uh you know I, it's just good to see you grow and and i didn't know even you had this side of you you know 
you were talking about your writing earlier, and I didn't know, I didn't even know you yeah. had this, this side of you. So it's really cool to see that because you just see yeah people, and you you, 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 you can pick up stuff on social yeah. media and stuff, which is great now. But and you get to know a little bit more about people, but you don't really know them. You yeah, know, just by watching that. No, so. likewise, man. I really appreciate that. Like I said, I, you've always been somebody I've looked up to in the industry, just because I've seen you and you do it well yeah well thanks and you're a part of everything and i know how important that is in this industry so yeah yeah man cheers to you but it's been cool because i mean i I knew that this would be i knew this would be fun and yeah yeah it's fun you know i I mean how many times have you thought about that there's a camera there and that we're actually live not maybe about like a minute or two in yeah early on and and well like at first i didn't even realize it then like i caught myself like oh yeah there is yeah yeah then i kind of got this you know a little bit of a nervous feeling and i'm like yeah but I was what I, what I was going to say is I, I don't do, like, public speaking stuff really great. You know, I, mean, I do a lot of stuff, you know, and my, I'm, I'm out there. But See, I, I, I totally I disagree with you. I don't that. like to do that, you know what I mean? So, uh, and I get a little bit anxious about it. But yeah. I was not anxious about this at all. Cause That's I, I cool. Just, I just felt like we had a lot in common. And, yeah. And it was just one of those things that uh, we would just end up talking about. It would just be a conversation. Yeah, that's, that's what we have. Like when when I see you. Yeah, you know? exactly, and that's what's nice about it. You know, you sit down with a cigar, some bourbon. Yep. You can sit here, have a conversation, and share stories, and hopefully, people learn some things from it and get to see a little more of the behind the scenes in the industry or whatever the topic is for the day. So that yeah. was really kind of the whole purpose behind doing this because it was like I was having these conversations with people and felt yeah. like people needed to have that shared. So well, you know, it's cool. Yeah, it's funny you say that because. I would have gotten, I don't know now, I haven't been asked to do any, like, public speaking in a while, and that used to terrify me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I see you going up and, like, accepting awards for yeah. things and being yeah. up there with all the committees, and you're in the industry magazines, yeah. and you get to go speak. Yeah, and, and most of that is, you know, FaceTime stuff, but, I mean, yeah. I, you do have to talk in, in some of it, and that's not my favorite thing to do. Um, I don't mind, like, public speaking or doing like a sales presentation but uh sometimes it's just uh when it's like your direct peers you know? and they're all watching you yeah yeah then you get you get a little uh ang- some anxiety there a little nervous oh about i completely it, you know? understand it's like oh they're because they're they're Cause judging they're in, you yeah, or, yeah they're, they're like in your you know they're not they're just yeah they're kind of like they're probably judging me just like i would be judging them you know yeah what I mean? so you, you uh, get a little uptight. It's absolutely like that. I mean, I get it. I uh, my when we did the sneak peek at the uh, the music part that we're gonna add to the, to the podcast. That was the first time my wife was like there live in the room mm-hmm. while I was interviewing mm-hmm. and talking with people. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. For the first like two minutes, like I was totally excited. I mean, she's probably watching and listening right now. Yeah, and that doesn't bother me at all. Like you know, like I don't even think about it. But like she was here. But when she was like right there, sitting there, I was like, yeah. God, did she like analyze me? Like how many things did I mess up? Did right. I say something wrong? Yeah. Like, and, and you do that amplified when it's your peers. Oh sure. You know, yeah. like if they're all right there versus like here, we can sit down and this is like you know really easy. It's just like yeah. if you and I were sitting at the bar, yeah, having a conversation. You know, like this is what we would be doing and chatting about it felt no different than that yeah i mean exactly it was a couple times i was like oh yeah we are just having a conversation and there's really whatever yeah it's It's funny people ask me like well what what are we going to talk about i was like your story like i mean like we're not 
Once I, I, I heard not, that from I'm not you, TMZ. I was like, I was like all right, well, all right, I know where we're going. And yeah. I watched, I watched several of your podcasts too. Oh, thank you. And so I had seen, you know, I'd seen them before. And then I, yeah. Once I knew I was going to be on, I watched a few. And so, yeah. Um, I kind of that made me feel better. Like, oh, I like, I'm not going to have to talk about anything important. So I didn't. And that's one yeah. of the other things I, I probably do better. But the le- sometimes, well, I'm not going to say it. Sometimes if you just don't kind of over prepare and just be ready. That's and you what just have a conversation. Yeah. You're like, you've yeah, already I don't, done I don't all the work. I to pre- prepare a little bit, but yeah. I didn't really prepare much. I mean, it was just like, hey, I'm prepared to talk about how I got in the industry and stuff Right, like but that. when you and first started selling, yeah. you yeah. prepared, you really, like, did research on your oh, yeah, prospect, yeah, for sure. all that, but nowadays, you don't do that. Oh, yeah, I no. mean, you do well, enough. I do, but I'm just talking about... A little. When I do public speaking, like, yeah. I, I don't want to over-prepare. I just want to talk. Because, yeah, if you're trying to read from a script yeah. or you've... I mean, yeah, you rehearse things a little yeah. bit, and you kind of, like, know in your head where you want to go. But when you're first starting out, you have to over-prepare. Like, you have to, but, I mean, it's nice when you get to that and you evolve. Like, that's like a stepping stone. Like, you kind of get to the point where you, will, you yeah. do a certain amount of research where you know what they're looking for, what their, what their portfolio is, what, yeah. you know. All these things in our industry, you do that to a certain degree, but you don't overdo it because... You're gonna if you if you talk less and listen more so when true. you're sitting there, you're going to hear what their real needs are, what they're wanting, what they're looking for, not what you think they're looking for yeah. or what you think you want to sell them. Sometimes there's a transition. You know, I I get these calls sometimes and like I don't know everything about construction. And there's times I mean, like I still 15 years in learn stuff all the time, and I'll have a client call me and ask. Uh, a specific question like hey have you ever heard about this or what about this product hey i i don't know i mean i'm happy i, I know some people i can find out yeah i'll get back to you and kind of go that find out why they're asking about that product or why they're wanting to look at something a different way and now you're opening up that actual what the opportunity is oh, yeah. versus coming in with your elevator pitch or your sales pitch and just trying to yeah. go at them with that like that doesn't yeah, as you I mean, grow in the sales industry, you kind of like see that evolve. Well, you know the way we train our people, and this is the way I was trained. You know, twenty five years ago, you like over prepare them. You they they need they need to know the product, and we spend you know we spend a lot of time on our, in our demo and our you know PowerPoint and, and how yeah. to do all that. And the reality of it is, you get out there and you you get in front of a manager or you happen to find a regional manager there at the same time and you might just get thrown into your opportunity and you have to listen but if you have all the knowledge of that you've learned from uh preparing for that that demo yeah over and over it it just it starts coming out as you start hearing the 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 key points you know oh well okay i know i can help her with that or i know i can help him with that Mm -hmm. it just it's you have if you have that knowledge and and you listen, you know when to pull it out. So you don't have to be like a slick salesman, you know? I certainly am not, never have been. And, and most of our most successful reps aren't the slickest salespeople. They're just people that work hard yeah. and, and listen, you know, and then- How can succeed. I deliver what you yeah, need? Yeah, and that's all I do. They deliver what they need. Yeah, totally. absolutely. All right. Well, I'm gonna ask you. We're gonna go through. I, I'm glad oh, you this have, is our speed round session. Yeah, session? a little bit, a little bit. Business favorite part too, I think. Okay, shit. I, I better be on my game. 
I mean, I this mean, should be a really little, easy. A little hint of a something. Yeah, get, go ahead. Get, get what you want. If we have time. What's up, Chase? Good to see you on here, man. We need to hook up. I need to get... that. That's somebody biz we're going to get on here. We're going to get Chase with my buddy Brad. Chase is going to have to put his strong arm on Brad and get Brad to come on here with him. I think with Chase's moral support, Brad will come on here. And <laughs> we we might get kicked off the internet once or twice during that episode. I, bring I'm, it on. Bring it on. I'm willing to bet because Brad... Brad is is that friend of mine that he's the best outspoken, most spoken person I know. Like, he literally had a page. And when he got banned from Facebook, they reached out and told him, if you take down that page, we'll unban you. You know what his page was? I'm curious. I was anti-Obama before anti-Obama was cool. <laughs> That was literally his page. No, like he had a page on Facebook. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Brad'll drop some good stuff on here for sure. All right. All right, hit me up. So, you have kids. Yeah. Two, right? Boy and a girl? Boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. All right. If you could leave your kids with one piece of advice, only one, Gosh, what would, what would that piece of advice be? I don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty hard. That's a pretty deep question for me just to think about. I'd ra- I'd rather think of a deeper answer, you know. But I mean, you 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 got to work hard. You just have to. You work hard, and nothing comes easy. Um, but if you work hard and want to succeed, you you know you'll you'll find a way. That's all. I mean, I I don't know what else to tell them. Like I could. I could give you a much deeper answer if I had yeah. time to think about it, but on the spot, that's it. No, and that's perfectly it's, it's good answer. I, you know, I, it's crazy because I think about the legacy I'm going to leave on with my kids all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it, it's, it's almost every other thought in my brain, honestly. That's how much I think about it, but because um, I feel like there's so much they need to learn, and there's, it's just weird, you know? I, I didn't grow up. With a lot, a lot, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot, a lot that, uh, like, I learned a lot just by working my way through college and and uh, and doing yeah. all that and working because I didn't. I had to freaking pretty much do everything I I have. I had I, I had to do it, you know. Yeah. And we, we hand our kids so much these days because I want a better Absolutely. life. I want a better life for them, right? Yeah. But, I have a really damn good life. I've loved my life. You yeah, know I, mean? I totally love my life. But I, I, can't, I went through some hard times to get get here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like everybody did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, so if I just hand it to them, are they gonna appreciate uh, it? Are they gonna or? appreciate it or not? Worse than that, maybe just not still, just not piss, maybe piss it away or not. Yeah. Not know how to earn something yourself. You know? Yeah. Because if you do, if you don't know how to earn something yourself. You're, you're, you'll never amount to much, right? I mean, yeah. So, no, absolutely. We talked about that a little bit. There's a, there's another friend of mine I want to get on that's a that's a custom home builder. Yeah. And I talked about this too. I I think the world is in for a world of hurt in the next decade because if a lot of these things aren't changed, in my industry, you have, I'll be generous and say you have a whole lot of company owners of 
high-end trades that do the work themselves and have teams under them but have built companies such as high-end carpenters, trim carpenters, framers, roofers, yeah. drywall guys, painters, plumbers, electricians, HVAC guys, that these guys grew up doing the work, mastering their trade skill. We don't teach these kids trades or skills and or if you do they don't want to do them yeah yeah like they want to inherit dad's company and the money but they don't want to do the work right so where are we going to be in 10 years when the 55 to 65 year old guys say i can't physically do this work anymore yeah and babysit you and it's time i want to enjoy the rest of my life and i want to retire where is the U.S. going to be? Yeah, Who is going to do this physical work in, in the next decade? Because nobody values that. They, they want to make money doing TikToks and yeah. podcasting and, yeah. you know. Not that and, there's anything wrong with that. Not but. that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. but like, this isn't my day job. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. You know, like. But, this, but this they some, think that you can start. You know, doing that and just make yeah. millions of dollars, yeah. and I'm going to be not a that easy. social media influencer. I'm Everyone's gonna, you know, doing it. They Everybody's don't want to actually do work. They want they want no. instant gratification. Yeah. So somebody's got to do the hard work. Yeah. Somebody's. Somebody has to, and we don't make it easy for foreigners to come into the country anymore, and we create all these issues. So I think it's a big problem that really needs to be addressed because I think we're going to be up shit's creek here real soon yeah. um yeah and and figuring out how how that works because there's nobody to do that work at a certain point or you're gonna have this really subgrade work and i think we're starting to see a lot of that with the customer service with the amount of like ability to get stuff done at a higher quality not just acceptable quality yeah and now i mean you've seen that lesson yeah, over that, the last no. few years of just well, that's that. That's it. That's that's the best I can do. Like, well, that's, that's I, I paid for X. Like that. That's not it. I mean, whether it's your furniture and how it's built, how it's put together, or how your drywall's done, how your texture's done, how your painting's done. I mean, all these things. I mean, but when you watch one of these guys come in, that's truly a master of the craft. Like, I got a guy in Arizona. You watch this dude paint a property. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Like, at first you're going, what in the hell is taking these guys so long? How are they using this much sundries like tape, paper, yeah, right, right. you know, stuff like that. But the, and they're spraying the outside of the buildings. They're literally taping and paper off everything for days. Mm-hmm. But then they come through, and it's bad. They pull all that shit. There is no overspray. Their lines are clean. Yeah. It looks amazing. But they're not going to pay for that most of the time. And, like, that's one crew yeah. out of the 12 that I have. Right. You know, and that yeah. guy's only really in Arizona. Oh. So, like, I'd love to bring him and, like, hey, can you bring and start other crews in Dallas and train them to do it that way? Because that's amazing. Yeah. But when, when that stuff stops happening, I mean, I, I think you're going to see that. So, I think, even though you said if you had more time, I think your message was very clear and very to the point And right on like the younger generations you you want to instill that in them and want them to learn that like 
you have to put in work. I think, you know, all these participation trophies and yeah. rewarding everybody, whether for failures and successes, like there's a lot to be learned from failing. Yeah. Like we've all failed at things in life. Oh, yeah. And sure. you learn a lot from that. Like it's only a failure if you don't learn the lesson. So that's I, I mean, I think that was right on. And, you know, I think my you know, my kids are hard workers, you know, so that's they, awesome. They're off to right start, I believe, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. Now's, now's the final question. Then you're off the hook. Okay. So, we let everybody do this at the end of our show. So, if you made it all the way to this so show, I'm you ready. know the question. Okay. I don't yeah, right. I know the question. All right. He's, good. <laughs> He's ready. I like that. So, this can be based off of your experience tonight, something you've had on your chest, something you just want to say. But it's called common sense, so you get to give us your two cents. It could be about anything. It, it doesn't have to be about anything specific. It could be about anything you just want to say, you feel inclined to say, something you want to get out there, something you want to put out there. you got to give your two cents. All right, well, this is not too deep, and we don't have a lot of time anyway, I That's think. That's fine. You're good. So, but no, no, this is something that's totally top of mind. It's no big deal, but uh, teaching my son to drive and... Uh, he took his driver's test this past Saturday, and he, and he passed. Awesome. He got like a 97 out of 100. There you go. He did good. But he still has to go. He, it was like a, he still has to go to the DPS. So he took okay. it like a, a third-party driving test, and he passed that. So they, have a, they have an appointment to ride or to do it like June 1st. Anyway, but I had to take him. He, I have a, a bottom of a truck so he could learn how to drive on that truck and everything like that. So he's kind of feel like he's hot shot right now. Uh, I love the fact that your kid wanted to get his license and well, is doing all yeah. that because my nephews didn't have their license yeah. for a while and they didn't care. They're like, oh, yeah, we can just well, Uber that's, here that's normal. whatever. That's, that's a, okay, maybe that could be my... I could our, go on gener- our generation wanted that yeah. license as fast as possible. That could be possible. my two cents. I could go off on, on yeah. all that. But yeah, our, our generation, the day you hit 16, you had your license and you were gone, you know? Yeah. If, if you didn't find a hardship reason to get, get it before. Yeah. Um, but that's weird. That's the weird thing, though. You know, everything a kid needs is like right here on their freaking phone. You yeah. know what I mean? So they, they're just not, they're not dying to go out and drive yeah. somewhere because they. It's they, not the freedom card it used to be. Yeah. And, you know, my parents both worked and your parents probably both yeah. worked and stuff. And so if you just, if you wanted to go somewhere, you had to learn to drive. Shit, we drove our yeah. bicycles freaking. Everywhere, ten or fifteen miles to go to places in yeah. Houston, Texas, when it wasn't like a really great area either. But we did it; it was fun, yeah. and I learned a lot from that. You know, right? So, uh, not sidetrack you there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I totally got freaking. Uh, You're good off on, on a rant. So, yeah, yeah. So your two cents? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. It was about it was about Jake. Anyway, he freaking uh, thinks he had it all made. So because he passed his test. Yeah. And, um, we were pulling out uh, earlier. I was taking him to his golf lesson in his car, and he was driving. And right, just right around our alley, where you pull onto like the main street of where we live, he pulled, basically pulled out almost right in front of somebody. And I'm like, "Stop!" You know, just a lot louder than that, because he was he thought it was a four way stop. Yeah. And I, I just like you got to pay attention, man. You just got to yeah. pay. People just have to pay attention. I know that's not a two cents take but it's that's what's on top of my mind uh, it kind of rattled me because he if i wouldn't, wouldn't have been there he would have pulled right out in front of him but that was kind of on, on top of my mind but yeah hopefully he'll get better 
Yeah. I'm sure he will. Yeah. You know, everybody's done that once or twice. Oh, yeah. Especially sure. yeah. early on. Yeah. 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 You just can't get too confident with, with what's around you. Absolutely. Well, man, I want to thank you for coming yep. on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Maybe I can I do hope. it again sometime. Yeah. Maybe I'll- Definitely. We'll, we'll have you back. Uh, Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some other industry people in here, and we'll do yep. a big roundtable. We can get you know a couple others in here, and we'll we'll roundtable some industry stuff. And those of you that have been asking for it, you get to th- like come on, and you know maybe y'all want to grill us. I, I don't know. Like maybe we'll put some kind of roundtable together and do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if you episode. did get that together, I I would. Like, I know Darnell wants to do another one. Market it out too, and, and get get you know yeah. get people really interested. So absolutely, yeah. especially now that I know. Yeah, it was cool. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I do have a special announcement for next week. I don't know if it's really special, but we are not going to be on here on Tuesday. Uh, We have some conflicts on Tuesday. So instead of it being on Tuesday, because we don't want you to have to go a whole nother week, we're going to do it on Monday. So next week, Monday, 6 p.m., We'll be ready to rock and roll. Biz isn't going out of town this weekend, so and I don't think anybody's got it booked before us. So we'll we'll be on here we'll ready to right. fire, ready to bring it to you guys. I got one of my really funny buddies. He's the plumber that never gets dirty coming on here, uh, Mr. Keith Powers. So we'll be bringing him on next week and should be good if you're a fan of florida's georgia line you're really gonna love this show because he's all about that florida georgia line but tune in next week we'll see you monday six o'clock hope you guys enjoyed the show